Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox right here on Valley Sports Ohio. The Cincinnati Bengals snap a five game losing streak. That's right, to the Cleveland Browns. In fact, we're on our own five game winning streak. We won five in a row, six of the last seven games. The Bengals are taking off, Adam. They finally beat these Cleveland Browns. So how did they do it? Ooh, ooh we did it. We called it. We said it was going to happen. And it was in a nice fashion. You know, everything didn't start off the way we wanted to start off. But um, defense, defense, reader make a big difference on the defensive line. Oh, my God. And he was talking dog trash, <laughs> telling him, you cannot block me. I'm a man. Amongst little boys, um, I think Lou Anaroma did a great job. Um, and we already know what our offense doing. We know what our guys came to do. You know, we was no T. Higgin, no Tyler Boyd. But guess what? We just answer, 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 answer. And then when you got that that one and that Joe Burrow with that connection, oh, my God, it was a nice day. So you, I think you hit on a lot of really good points as to why the Bengals were able to win this game. And you remember when they were getting ready to play week eight um, on the Monday night game on Halloween, I said the Bengals had to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I said that going into this game, and clearly that's the reason why they were able to win this game. I thought the offensive line dominated, protected Joe Burrow. He was only sacked once. Now, Jamar ended up getting sacked because he had a reverse and should have just got rid of the ball, right? So that turned out to be two sacks, but they only got to Burrow once. Burrow's only been sacked once each game for the last six weeks. So six sacks we've given up in the last six games. Uh, the offensive line dominated against the Cleveland Brown defense that really had our number. Uh, I think our defensive line won the line of scrimmage. We dominated. We continued to stuff Nick Chubb only 37 yards rushing after he just crushed us. Week eight, when they put up 172 yards on us, they only had 71 yards as a team. Nick Chubb only had 34 yards rushing. So our offensive line dominated the game. Our defensive line dominated the game. And, and I totally agree with you. Our whole offensive line, the top security, they went to Miles Garrett House and dug up number nine <laughs> grade and brought it back to Cincinnati. And guess what? It worked out pretty good. So, I mean, I didn't hear his name hardly none this week. No, no, It was no. quiet. Um, Great job by the guys up front, man. We said it a couple of weeks ago. It seemed like they starting to click. Seemed like they starting to click. And um, from what I'm looking at, they, they, they clicking pretty good. You know, one sack um, 
per game the last five games. Um, last six. Ask, I mean, last six, six games. games. Yeah, yeah. We can't we can't ask for a better top flight security than that right now. That's right. And and you know what? I I will say this too. When you think about it, uh, Joe Burrow did a really good job because it wasn't a game that he came out and just lit it up. The game started off slow. He even said it. They needed to get off to a fast start to protect the defense from the run game. Well, the defense, it's great to have an offense that puts points on the board early, but if you don't, you still got to hold up. And that's exactly what the Bengals defense did. I thought Joe did a good job of just managing the game, um, taking care of the ball, not turning it over, not force feeding it. Look, he lost Tyler Boyd early in the game when he jammed his finger. He lost T. Higgins during the warm-up with a sore hamstring. He didn't have Hayden Hurst at all. No Hayden Hurst, no T. Higgins, no Tyler Boyd, and Joe Burrow still found a way to get it done, throwing the ball to his backs, um, finding Jamar Chase, but not forcing the ball to Jamar Chase, checking to the run game, Samar J.P. Ryan out of the backfield. And Joe Mixon with a 40-yard run was a big help to the offense. So without some really key guys, man, this team, they just keep winning every single week without the best guys in the starting lineup. And then, you, as you see, the, the starters are playing at a high level. So it makes the guys that's coming in play at a high level, too. Jesse Bates is back playing at a high level. You can tell he's caught up to the speed of the game. Um, the defense looked really good, man. The rookie um, at the corner um, – Looks really good. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And we said it solid. And I, I it's so funny. I'm flipping through channels now, and everybody's like, oh, the, the Bengals are da, da, da. I'm like, bro, what are y'all talking about, bro? Me and Solomon have been saying this for three weeks. Now wow. here come the bandwagers saying that we were getting it's hot at the right time, but we know how it go. It's all right. You know, they they gonna love you when you ball it out. It's quite all right. We got plenty of room on the bandwagon for the national audience who want to come and uh, put a pitch a tent in Cincinnati. Might as well just stay here because right now we got our eyes set on that number one seat. The yes. Bengals have won six of their last seven games, including five in a row. They've just been phenomenal. And they finally, Joe Burrow finally gets his first win against the Cleveland Browns in five games. He was 0-4 heading into this game. Look, he already um, destroyed one boogeyman, right? That's the Kansas City Chiefs. He had to yeah. exer- he had to exercise this demon, get that. Once he heard that he had an 0-4 record against the Browns, you could tell it registered with him. He was like, oh, I, I got to do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've been talking about this too, man. So – it's good. It's good. It's good for Joe. It's good for the city. But it's going to be hard to come in here and beat us when it get cold. So if if we can figure out a way to squeak out, I, I think we win next week. And then we got two tough ones. I think the Ram, I'm going to say the uh, Baltimore game is going to be a tough one. Um, Lamar should be back by then. But if, if we win this one right here, I don't know, man. It's going to be hard to come beat us. I- I'm, you know, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I think all four of them are gonna be a bat. We yeah. got uh, the next two weeks on the road at Tampa, at New England. Uh, Bill Belichick ain't no joke. That defense, you go up in there, they are gonna make you earn it. You ain't yeah. coming out of there. They ain't giving you no freebie. 
Um, and then we come back home for our last two against Buffalo, who ain't no joke, and the Baltimore Ravens, who ain't no joke. When they even without Lamar, they can win. So it's okay. We are controlling our own destiny. Yeah. Here's what I'm here to tell you: If the Bengals win each of their last four games, they will have the number one seed in the AFC. Write it down. Because they've already beaten Kansas City, that yep. means they will have beaten Baltimore, taking the t- the division title. They will have beaten Buffalo, Buffalo, knocked them down, and they will end up with the better record. Their destinies are right in their own grasp, but within their own control. It's now time for our Performer of the Week. Week 14, Cincinnati Bengals took down the Cleveland Browns 23-10. And our Performer of the Week, it could have been a number of different people or different groups. But we're going to go with Jamar Chase, and here's the reason why. No Hayden Hurst, no T. Higgins, no Tyler Boyd. Everyone in the ballpark knew Jamar Chase was getting the ball, and they couldn't do nothing about it. He still delivered. Beautiful 21-yard, it was 20 yards, touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. Caught it right between two defenders, and he just continued to deliver all day. Ten catches. 119 yards and a touchdown, Adam. They couldn't stop him, even though they had him double covered sometimes. And and Joe made some unbelievable throws uh, doing that thing. But he came up big for us, man, uh, with everybody being down. Um, everybody in the stadium knew who was going to get the ball. And we figured out a way to make it happen. Me personally, I was looking in a little deeper in this game, and, and yeah. I went to the defensive side because we did start a little slow. But I really think – uh, between these two guys, they kept us in the game, and that's um, D. Reader had five five solo tackles, and my boy Logan Wilson was all over the yes, field, he bro. Was. Yes, he yeah, was. he had a total of seventeen tackles, Ball. fourteen Ball. solos, and three assist tackles. Man, he had a hell of a day. So, um, like like Solly said, we could have gave it to anybody, but um, Jamar Chase is 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 our guy this week. Because everybody in the stadium knew he was getting the ball. But defense, man, y'all played a hell of a game this week. Yeah, I could have went with that defensive front. Um, You give up 171 yards week eight, right? And you know Lou Anaromo just really called for these guys to pull together and play together. And remember, week eight, we were without Josh Tupo. We were without DJ Reader. You and I talked about this as we previewed this game. It was going to be different for us because – we had those guys back. But Jamar Chase didn't play in that week eight contest. And I, I thought his, his absence was felt. And that's why I said earlier, I think Joe did a really good job. Um, you know, Joe Burrow did a good job of finding other people to go to within the offense so that the offense could work, um, even though he knew that Jamar Chase was double covered. But when they needed a play, Jamar Chase made it. Get the get this. He was targeted 15 times, 10 catches, 119 yards. Hmm. Everybody else, the rest of the team was targeted 17 times, more than he was, but they had only eight catches. All the other t- rest of the team, he had more than half the catches, half the receptions, and then the rest of the team had 120 yards receiving. He had 119. He, he essentially was a one-man band. It just flat out. I, I don't know that I've ever seen one player carry 50% of the pass production for one game against a team that's got a Miles Garrett, 
a um, Denzel Ward, who, oh, by the way, Jamar Chase is giving him the business. And Denzel Ward is a pretty good dude. He's a good player. That number one means something, you know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> that's right. That's right. He he he's a different, he's a different specimen, Solomon. Yes, um yes. his his damn turnover, like when he go from zero, boom, boom. yeah. Like <laughs> he got that boom, and you can see it, his yeah. separation. Um, yeah. the one catch, you know, when he tick tiptoed and walked that thing down, I was like, you can't coach that bro he he literally no, no. he literally pushed himself back in bounds with his pivot foot like he playing basketball yeah. you know what i mean like the stuff that they're doing right now but man joe burrow um i know the numbers don't say it all um but 33 attempts 18 for 239 but like it, he looked flawless man I, I i know he had the one interception but like it got tipped his passes gets tipped, as you well know, because he has a shallow drop, right? Yeah, yeah. And he has that shallow drop because he wants to get the ball, get the ball out quick. He's not going to take as many sacks. But when you don't have the depth in the pocket, your passes is more susceptible to getting tend batted to down. Lower, yeah. tend to be a little lower. It can it get batted at the line of scrimmage. That's a good point. Clowney never, got a hand on it. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Sal. I never even really paid attention oh, to that. You know, high football IQ stuff, man. You know, you know how I do it. Yeah. I, you know, man. I'm just keeping it real. You know, taking you them. Know, they tell you that. They tell line. you that. They tell you that in the defensive yeah. meeting too. Hey, yo, yeah. he's gonna step up. So make sure you get your hands up. That's we right. got a chance. So that's right. That's a good good point for the listeners too. All right, we're gonna come back. When we come back, we're gonna tell you. Again, the secret weapon to the oh. Cincinnati Bengals. We talk about the Bengals' secret weapon. You know who it is. I know who it is. It's their defensive coordinator, Lou Anaroma. And you know what? He did it again. He did it again. <laughs> and he did. He he gave them something they couldn't handle. They could. They thought they had answers to it. They didn't have answers to it. What you know do he, you see? He get you know what he did. So he said get. Big Reader is back. Right. We're going to go five men down and dare you to beat us throwing the ball. Oh, my God. What Love was it. a great game plan, man. Um, Love We was it. talking earlier uh, before the week, like, hey, what is Lou going to do? Is he going to give him the five man or, or is he going to make him step up in the pocket? He did exactly what we thought he would do. He changed it up. He never let uh, Deshaun get comfortable. Um. I will say this: uh, He Deshaun did look better than he looked weeks before. That's right. But, That's um, right. I would say um, the game plan, um, the way the way we control the front line, um, unbelievable game plan. You did it again, Lou. We love you, Lou. We love you. I Lou hope you get to hear this sometime. Lou Anaromo, uh, clearly one of the best defensive coordinators in the National Football League, and I think he gives the Bengals uh, that secret weapon. You. You give any quarterback like Joe Burrow the kind of defense the Cincinnati Bengals are putting on the field with Lou Anarone, you're going to be in the conversation for winning championships because that's what we see. We see a championship defense with a um, a championship quarterback that refuses to lose with all the weaponry around him, from Joe Mixon to Samar J.P. Ryan to Higgins, uh, Boy and Chase um, and uh, Hayden Hurst. And now I'm loving me some Trenton Irwin, but we'll get to that in a minute. But guess what? 
the, the Houston, I mean, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns have four things on offense that you just got to be concerned about. And there was, it was clear to me that Lou Anaromo took care of every one of them. One is their quarterback, uh, Deshaun Watson, whose mobility can break you down, can hurt you, right? He completed 61% of his passes. But I said, they're going to throw one to us. We just got to catch it. Jesse Bates took care of that. Yes, sir. When, when he got that interception, I was like, okay, he's done. That Now he's going to be really shook. He ain't going to trust what he sees because Lou is giving him some coverages and then you can see on those final two drives by the Browns that went deep into our red zone. Cam Taylor Britt came up big. They were going after the rookie. They couldn't get him. But you could tell on the final possession, four passes in a row, three of them, the last three were incomplete. He didn't know what he was seeing, so the coverages got him. Uh, one of the other things was their offensive line. You got to give them respect. They got three all pros on their offensive line. But we won the line of scrimmage because they can only get 34 yards uh, rushing with Nick Chubb, 71 on the day. The, another thing that you got to be concerned about is Nick Chubb himself, and we contained him. The other one is Amari Cooper. I'm going to tell you, you and I both know that dude can run some routes. Yes, he not, can. At the end of the day, when he only has two catches, man, L Lou Anaroma had a plan for all of those things I just mentioned. He had a plan for Deshaun Watson. He had a plan for that offensive line with three all-pro members on that up-front offensive line. He had a plan for Nick Chubb. He had a plan for Amari Cooper. So congratulations to our defensive coordinator, Lou Anaromo, who knows how to take care of what you want to do best on offense, Adam. You're going to have to go to something else. He's going to make sure that you don't beat us with the main thing. So if you're a good running team, you're right. going to have to figure out something else. If you're a good uh you know, pulling team, play action team. He gonna figure out the blicks to get you out of that. So, Lou, man, I I I would say this again, and I'm gonna say it again. Lou is by far one of the top right now as far as defense is the way he mix up everything. And when he have injuries, he just plug guys in and yeah, make point. it works. He good makes point. it works with the guys that he has. Look, man, the last two possessions, Joe Burrow's pass get tipped up by Clowney. It gets intercepted by Deion Jones, the Cleveland Brown linebacker. They have the ball really in our territory. They yeah. get down into the red zone. They come away with zero points. They go for it on fourth down. Cam Taylor Britt over there got a blanket over Donovan People Jones. We get off the field, right? Yeah. Now we go about five plays and then we punt. They get the ball at the Bengals 49-yard line again. Guess what? But they can't even get a first down. They go four plays, and we get the ball back because the defense held on. It was remarkable how um, two last two possessions by the Cleveland Browns in Bengals territory yielded zero points. That is very critical. That's how you win championships. That's how you beat yeah. the good teams, and that's what a championship defense looks like. All right, Adam, give them maybe one of your more important observations from the Bengals' win over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Um, my, the most important thing is taking care of Joe. So I would say the offensive line um, with them too. That Cleveland have a dog up front uh, line. Like It's not like we're just playing against an average defensive line. They are a really good defensive line. I think they rank in the top five in sacks, in the top tens in pressure. 
So um, this ain't just like we was just playing a regular team. So the most important thing for me out of this week, uh, my observation with how we took care of Joe. And second thing, uh, I'm nervous. I need to make sure my boys are healthy to go this week with Tyler yeah. Boyd. Yeah. The word is on Tyler Boyd, dislocated finger. I've so had that be before. Right. I've had that before. Depends on how bad. You may need a little bit of surgery. They say he may be out one or two weeks depending on if they're just going to pop it back in place and put some tape on it <laughs> or they got they need a pin to insert in there to hold it in place until it heals. Uh, that remains to be seen. Um, T. Higgins, tweak the hammy. We got you on this one, T, because we know you've been carrying us, bro. You've been, you've been carrying us. That's probably why his hammy hurt. He's been, he been, he been carrying us. So I'm... I, I need to get him some rest. We want him at 100 because he, that dude is just something else, man. He's remarkable and tough, strong. He's just getting better and better. The guy's going to be an all-pro when it's all said and done. Here is one of my observations. Zach Taylor, you deserve pat on the back, my friend. Yes, sir. Look, and I'm going to tell y'all right now, if I walk into a pub, into a coffee house, Everybody better start giving Zach Taylor some love around here. He's a young coach, but guess what, man? That flea flicker pass was a <laughs> thing of beauty because what he understood is we got to get the ball deep, but we can't throw it to Chase because they got him double, double covered. But we cannot block Miles Garrett long enough to set up the play. So we got to either throw it off play action, run fake, or we run it. But not so far past the line of scrimmage, we got to flip it back to Joe Burrow. It was the perfect way to set up a deep shot. Not to Chase, not to Higgins, not to Boyd. Trenton Irwin, who knew? I'll tell you who knew. Zach Taylor knew. I thought it was a great play design. I thought the timing of the play call was phenomenal. And good coaches find a way to help their players have a high level of execution when the moment calls for it. Zach Taylor, you deserve all the props. That flea flicker, that's what everybody now going to have to sit back and wait on. But I thought that was, it was one of those moments that kind of broke the game wide open, at least on the scoreboard, making it 20 to three Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Brilliant play. Good timing. Good. Everything was so smart about this. Right time, right place calling. Um, they 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 had no idea that was coming. It's beautiful, man. Come, yeah. Oh, by the way, Cam Taylor Britt, I see you. I see you. He he's physical. Remember, two weeks ago, he ran down Derrick Henry like he won, like he stole something from him and he needed to get it back. <laughs> you know, he, it's, most people don't run up on Derrick Henry like that. So that that told me something about Cam Taylor Britt. And every time I watch him, he just feisted. I told you, he remind me of a young Adam Pac-Man Jones. You know, he ain't, ba he ain't backing down from nothing. I love his tenacity. I love the physicality that he brings to the cornerback position. Not everybody plays that position that way with that mindset, do they? Nah, and he, he played with confidence. He don't look like he man. worried about nothing over there. He poised. Um, oh, he's yeah. been playing really good, man. I yeah. mean, to be to be thrown in the fire this early to uh come out with the grace that he's come out with. Yeah. Um he ain't what he say, never flinch. He ain't flinching. Never flinching, man. They tried to go at him yesterday. Remember, Amari Cooper had one on him. All right, 
But when the game came down to it, he was ready. He knew they were going to try him down there in the red zone. He was ready for yeah. it. Joe Mixon, got to give you some props too, man. Joe Bino, first 100-yard. Hey, you've you been watching just some RJP, right? You've been watching your boy a little bit. Same foot, same shoulder. Pop! He he. I mean, he's always good running back in his own right. But I like the assertiveness. Um, Samaje P. Ryan had this, this thing about him when he run it. He ain't trying to do no wiggle. He just, he attacking the first defender, man. And I saw that in Joe yesterday, and it was a beautiful 40-yard run. That helped break the game open as well. Uh, I think he's got some big, more big days to come. We know what he did to the, He destroyed the Carolina Panthers by himself. He's got some big days coming, and I love that 40-yard run. He's Adam Blackman Jones. I am Solomon Wilcox. want to thank you for joining us right here on Valley Sports Ohio. This is the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by the people at 828 Logistics. We'll see you next time, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.